If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And it goes on and on, my friends. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever just because it is the song that never ends. You know that song? Why is it so catchy? I don't know. Because it never ends. Right. Just like my hyperactivity tonight. I'm very hyper tonight. It's a good, good night, man. It is a good night. I am drinking a cocktail. You should be drinking a cocktail. Wait, I should be, but I want to, I do. Yeah. I mean, I have a conference. Yeah. I have uh, kids. I have kids (laughs) to get up in the morning, but tonight, Julie, I don't give a shit. I'm going to drink a cocktail because slant java because I'm not Scottish, but I'm going to do it anyway because (laughs) Jamie Fraser's hot. So there's that. That's the reason. There doesn't need to be a bigger reason than that, right? I'll cheers you my Jamie candle. Yeah. Cheers me the candle. Cheers. There we go. Oh, Sasha. Yep. We're the Fangirls podcast. We're going to talk, talk about some shit. We have a really fun time. Yes, we, have, we did. We have, we have fun times. All the fun times. Yeah. The podcast is fun. We literally made up something to do and like, like this is our business. So we're going to do something where we talk about stuff we like with our favorite person to talk to. And then we're going to just like make that a job. Sounds like a plan. I mean, yeah, like that's okay. Let's have that be a job, you know? <laughs> so that's what we did. Here we are a year later. We're almost coming up to our one year anniversary. It's so exciting. Of starting the podcast. Yeah. May 5th, 2021 is when we launched our first episode. Cinco de Mayo. How Outlander brought us together. That is episode one of the Fangirls podcast. You guys should tune into that and see how we met because I mean, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. We're kind of a time. Yeah, we are. We know we're nerdy, but we're hot. So we kind of get away with it. It's like, we're big nerds, very big nerds, all the nerd, but we're super cute. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. It's fine. Anyway. Hello. And welcome to the Fangirls podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. So good news. I actually remembered the name of this episode. We're talking about oh. Outlander episode 605 called Give Me Liberty, because every week, you guys, we're like, we have to cut this out where we're like, what? what's the name of the episode again? What's happening? Who am I? Give Me Liberty is episode 605 of Outlander, and that's what we're going to break down today. But first, you went to WonderCon this weekend. What happened? I did. How do you put WonderCon? It is, it was a ton of vendors that supports the comic book industry, mm-hmm. the anime industry, and or the fandom industry. It was so much fun. So you have a ton of vendors. Cosplayers galore. That's fun. 
I wish I could say I do cosplay. No, my cosplay is incredibly mild. I threw on a Hogwarts shirt and went as alumni. I've seen you dressed up as a Bridgerton character. So yes, but that, that was not at a conference. No, that was, that was not at a conference. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Also indoors at your own home. Oh yeah. We did that too. (laughs) We were like, ah, we're going to be extra for this this watch party. Yeah. My cosplay typically is very mild. If I can do any type of casual cosplay, I'm in. Subtle. Yeah. So cosplay. there was that. And I really didn't think WonderCon was going to get my money. And I was so wrong. Like I vividly remember hearing the narrator. She regrets nothing and everything <laughs> at the same time <laughs> with the amount of money that I spent. I was just like, oh, well, I, I'm going to go and explore and see what WonderCon's about. And this is great. Like I wasn't, I had zero intentions of spending money. I was like, ah, I've got 20 bucks. Maybe something will move the spirit. That makes me really want to do something crazy and and spend frivolously. Oh, my Lanta. I found the best saint candles. So for those of you Catholics out there, we know what Jesus candles are. (laughs) You can go to the dollar store and light one. I mean, not in a dollar store, but you can go in. (laughs) That's bad news. Don't do that. (laughs) But you can go to the dollar store and buy one in, you know, memory of someone. But this is a saint candle for your favorite fandom. Yes. And they got my business. They got my (laughs) business real good. I didn't know I needed it. I'm telling you guys right now on the seventh day, our Lord Savior (laughs) gave us Jamie and Claire saint candles. Oh my gosh. And gave us a new Outlander episode to light them for. Like uh, to light them with, like, I'm so excited. Like Outlander Sunday is now complete Mm -hmm. because I have my Jamie and Claire Saint candles. I also bought a Saint Stan Lee candle. Yeah. Cause everyone needs one of those. So when we cover anything of the MCU, Saint Stan, the creator will be lit. It will be lit. (laughs) (laughs) Multiverse of madness is right around the corner. We're going to light one for Stan. Okay. (laughs) I need one of those. I need a Jamie candle in my life. Right. Also found a super cute tea company that has teas for all your favorite fandoms. Yeah. It's like the multiverse knew that we dish and spill the tea on all their favorite fandoms. Uh So we've got Potter tea. We've got TARDIS tea. We've got MCU TVA tea. Oh my gosh. It, and for 35 bucks, I got a huge sampler. That is so fun. Yeah. This company called tea and absinthe. They're based out of Massachusetts and they had- a very nice size booth. And I was just, wow, this is a lot of stuff to haul for a fandom event. Thank you for existing. I appreciate you. I can't hang like I used to for sure at cons. Melinda and I were there for maybe two hours, two and a half hours. Saturday, the day before I was covering Corgi Beach Day. So I was definitely spent. Oh yeah. The amount of damage I did financially. I was like, <laughs> I tap out. I tap out. Yeah. This is not a thing. We got to like, go. Is there, is there a more. nap room? Do we have right? a nap room here for people that are mid thirties? Yes. That's where I was like, can we go to IHOP please? <laughs> I've gone to the church of nerd and I am ready to pray at IHOP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs> and it was so much fun. That was fun. Corgi beach day was fun. We showed up the last hour of that and Lily kind of went crazy with the corgis. She's so excited. I mean, corgi bots are really cute. You can't lie. Which I got to witness my first Momo competition, which <laughs> is a corgi butt competition. I did not know this was a thing. 
But I also found out today that Momo in Japanese translates to Japanese peach, which is a why they call corgi butts Momos. Oh, because it looks like a peach. A Japanese peach. A Japanese peach. That is so cute. Corgi butts are really cute. They're the cutest. They and have like corgi butt mouse pads where like there's a <laughs> mouse pad that's like sticking out. It looks like a little ass. I'm like this is great. Who doesn't oh, yeah. love a furry butt? Right. I witnessed uh, my first corgi limbo and I'm so impressed with this corgi limbo contest. The winner. <laughs> I know. Like you laugh. It, it's a, I don't want to say a true underdog story, but I mean, nope. literally a dog is going under, under yeah. something. So yeah, underdogs. <laughs> uh, Crouton the Corgi. Would... Crouton? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crouton the Corgi was a six-time world record champ. I feel like and... Crouton has accomplished more than I have in my life. Right. Right. And then the pandemic happens. So we had two years off from Corgi Beach Day. Yeah. She comes up and makes this a seven-time champ. Oh, no. She's Watch 14 out. years old has cancer and beat out all these other corgis that went like five or six rounds. Are you kidding me? If Crouton can do that, we can do anything. I know, right? Like Crouton has set the standard for goals. Like she's the real MVP overall. I highly recommend Corgi Beach Day to anyone and everyone local to SoCal. Okay, guys. So here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. We are talking about Outlander episode 605. Give me liberty. Okay. I was really excited that we got some Lord John Gray action in this episode. I missed him. I heard rumors that he wasn't going to be in in the season. Yes. I also heard that. And I remember him specifically saying he was going to take a hiatus, but the pandemic also happened. So I think he was more or less like, Oh, I got my hiatus and I didn't have to like turn down work in the process. He's been a very big advocate for men's mental health. Oh, wow. Okay. And depression. Mm -hmm. I think he was being proactive in that aspect of it. I'm so glad he's back. And whether it's just one episode or however many we have our Lord John back. And I'm so glad to see David Barry back in action. So yeah, he's such an integral part of like Jamie's story too. Like just their friendship is, you know, very sweet. It's very interesting. Like it's uncomplicated, I guess, even though Lord John has feelings for Jamie. Yes. There's still, it's just still such a true friendship. And then, oh my gosh, the look of fear in Lord John's eyes when Jamie's like, yeah, I'm, I'm for independence. And Lord John's like, you're going to die in the rebellion. And Jamie's like, no, I'm good. But like, just the look in like Lord John's eyes, the love of his life is going to go fight in the rebellion. And he's like afraid that he's going to die or be imprisoned again. He's like, we've already done this. Right. No, do you remember that time in the prison? Like when we, you know, played chess and you were a prisoner. So maybe let's not do that because I don't know if I have any more like hell water situations that I can take you to. And, you know, <laughs> we don't need you having any more bastard children. So can you just maybe not try to die for once because you're really good looking? That was a good moment. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what was your favorite Jamie moment? When he stood his ground to the sons of Liberty. Yeah. When he made his case, like he did a subtle nod to freedom of speech mm-hmm. before our constitution was ever written. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look at him dropping Easter eggs he doesn't even know about. <laughs> Daddy energy. Yeah. He showed his loyalty too by misleading the redcoats, like just mm-hmm. super sly. And I was like, yeah, it's like, we're just playing pool here. I don't know what you guys are all upset about. You want to yeah. join? 
you want to join in our pool game? Because right. we were not just having a secret meeting at all. Lord John did his civic duty and delayed them as long as he could. His subtle nod to freedom of speech. And I was like, oh, why is this so hot? Why is this so hot right now? It's, you know, it comes in handy having unrequited love in like high places, you know, like, can you just like do me a favor over here since you like love me and want my butt, but you're never going to get it and just, you know, make this happen. And he totally did. That's very Mm -hmm. kind of him. Yeah. Yeah. I just like loved seeing them together. Like that warning that he gives that Lord John gives Jamie and they're sitting outside at Jocasta's house and you know Jamie's like thanks but I'm gonna just do it anyway you know because I've kind of been isolated on the ridge so when you bring back these other characters you're like oh yeah Outlander all these people bringing it all together so that was kind of nice to see and and just like the whole gathering and seeing him with his aunt and everything again so my favorite Claire moment though was when Claire at Jocasta and Laura McDonald are getting high and they're just like having a grand old time on the veranda or wherever the heck they were. Is it Laura or Flora? I thought it was Laura. Laura I McDonald. Was, I thought it was Flora because it could be Flora. Flora. And I just didn't have subtitles on because you okay. do because I'm like, what are you saying? I don't right. know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they're like smoking. What did she say? Hemp flower. Hemp flower. Hemp yes. flowers. I was like, get it. She's like, I have something that will help your nerves too. And she's like, let's just smoke a bowl over here and see what happens. And then they're just cracking up. This is amazing. So similar moment was my favorite Claire moment. Flora was trying to make a toast and she's like, should we cheers to our Bonnie Prince? Mm -hmm. And Claire quickly stops and she's like, no, we're going to cheers to you. This is your moment. This is your Uh day. And I was like, queens supporting queens. Yes. That's what we're witnessing here. Yes. And it was just, I mean, blink and you miss it, but it was just such a subtle nod to like women supporting women. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Well, but- and Flora did it too in her speech. She's like, in, you know, very talented yes. physician and a woman. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to get back to the hemp flower moment. Yeah. I remember the hemp flower moment when reading it in the book. And there was a moment where with Jocasta and she and Duncan were leaving River Run. Mm -hmm. Jocasta lights one up. (laughs) She's got it in her pipe and Claire gets a whiff. She's like, where did you find that? (laughs) These is the nerves. Like, don't judge me. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. I didn't know that this was a thing. And this time I'm not judging. I'm asking, where do I, like, can I, can I get a hit of that? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're familiar with this herb. Oh, that's a subtle nod to the book. And I love how they tied that moment. And I feel like that was something Diana would have said, Hey, if you're going to add hemp flower to any scene, I need it here. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite Brie and Roger moment? Oh yeah. I mean, my favorite Brie and Roger moment was of course, when Brie tells Roger that she's pregnant. Yes. She's like, well, the four of us, he's like, wait, what? And his look on his face was like, really? She's like, yes. Oh. And it just reminded me of the book. It was just so good. And then there was a moment where, you know, she's telling him how he's spending too much time at like Amy's house. And Mm -hmm. he, she's like, I was never worried about you. And he's like, oh, I know. Like there's this dig deep understanding between them that like they're so devoted to one another. And he's really just doing this out of the kindness of his heart. And then he does realize like what Bree says is true. Like, okay, yeah, she's not gonna be able to get another husband if I'm there every day. He's considering becoming a minister because of this so that he can minister to people without it looking like it's something else. Because truly right. that's what is isn't in his heart is to like serve other people in this way. But, you know, Amy might've been getting the wrong idea. That was the moment that took the cake, but yeah. it was also him apologizing yeah. because he understood the power of perception 
mm-hmm. and we get a real quick taste of how evil Malva Christie is in the church. Yes. Scene. Yes. When and she's like, I'm going to tell everybody. it registers like, yeah. oh, this is a thing mm-hmm. that I need to be aware of. I need to be aware of my actions and how it's affecting my family, even yeah. though I I haven't done anything wrong. I don't plan on doing anything wrong. Yeah. But it takes one bad apple to, you know, ruin it for everyone in this scenario. And Malva Christie is that individual. So, but seeing him apologize and recognize that, you know, the power of perception is everything, especially on the Ridge. Yeah. How his wife was right about it. Yeah. That definitely caught me in the feels. Yeah. I was for sure. That was my catch me in the feels moment. Yeah. So, you know what I was most surprised about that I did not even remember. I'm like, I don't remember this in the book. Hmm. Malva freaking cutting the fingers off of a dead person to make that love charm. Like if that wasn't the freakiest thing, you know, no pun intended when I say mm-hmm. this, but bone chilling moment. Oh yeah. She's like sawing it off. I'm like, what is wrong with this chick? The nice thing is like seeing it in the show, right. you get to see the depth of how deranged she is. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just been through so much, which we'll see in later episodes of what exactly she's been through. But to just see her on screen, it is frightening. Oh yeah. I was creeped out about that. It's just kind of interesting how nobody picked up on her being so unsuspecting of everything, especially with the charm. Yeah. I mean, she was quick to throw out Amy Collins name. She was quick just to stir the pot. And I was like, oh, I remember being irritated when I read this in the book Mm -hmm. and texting you and being like, what is this chick's deal? (laughs) And then a few pages later, I'm like, whoa, that escalated quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. But the thing that caught me off guard the most, and I'm actually kind of surprised and happy I saw it, Mm -hmm. was the nod to Stephen Bonnet Easter egg. Oh, his balls in a jar. Yeah. For book readers, we know that there is a massive storyline missing from book five. If you Stephen Bonnet got killed off early on the show to yeah. make room for other storylines. One of the storylines that was, I would say, pretty key to the fall of Stephen Bonnet was Brie shooting Stephen Bonnet in the balls. Yep. And I know a lot of fans were upset that that wasn't included in the show to see the nod of Stephen Bonnet on the shelf as an homage to the book. And I was like, I see what you did there. I approve. I didn't think we would get this storyline, but here we are. Yeah. (laughs) For folks who have only watched the show, do yourself a solid, read the books. There's a lot of comedic gold in there as well. So there is, there's so much depth. You're just getting the tip of the iceberg watching Mm -hmm. the show. Yeah. The books are the whole world put together. It is. Though when you're watching the show and you've read the books, everything is so much fuller and brighter because you understand everything. Like it's an amazing show to watch, you know, cause I, I watched the first season before I read the books, but after reading the books and then rewatching the first season, I was like, oh dang, that just went up a whole nother level. You know, it really changes things. What was your favorite thing overall? I mean, as much as Malva freaks me out, I kind of was like, all right, it's getting crazy. And I'm like, I just, I need to see what happens. I mean, she's the villain of this season. Mm -hmm. And ever since Heather Inslee was like, I love a baddie. I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I do too. And she's the baddie. She's like almost like more ruthless than Galus a little bit. Oh yeah. No, she doesn't hold back for sure. But she's ruthless and reckless. Mm -hmm. Like Galus wasn't reckless. She was very strategic. Yeah. Right. But she also had the knowledge of the future. Yes. Malva doesn't have that. Yeah. So kind of just like, Ooh, 
gosh, because you never know how it's going to play out on screen. And that's what I kind of like how they tweak things. And I'm getting ready for like the bomb to drop. It's about to get crazy. So I think that was probably my favorite moment overall, even though it was so creepy. What about you? I had a few. I'll be honest with you. I got really excited. While this episode didn't follow the book, this was the first episode that didn't strategically follow the book like the previous episodes. Yeah. I was so excited to see how they were hyping the Wendigo Donner storyline. It was like blink and you miss it as far as like the whistling of the modern tune. Oh, yes. I totally forgot about at the oh very gosh. end, like they made him really creepy. I don't know. I wasn't afraid of him in the book. I just thought he was a jackass that like, time traveled yeah. and was trying to get back home. And like in the book, they paint him as someone who's just a little more selfish and will do anything to get gemstones. I think he also was like a little like half crazed, like Galus, just this sort of mania, like mm-hmm. of being obsessed over trying to change the past so that the future is different. So I think mm-hmm. there was an element of that, which we're going to get to see. The Wendigo Donner storyline was blink and you miss it, but it was so good. And before or in the book, Brianna is the one that tells Wendigo about the gemstones. And that's how you get back. So if once he time traveled, he had this intention of, you know, changing time and history and everything that goes with it. But when he realized that not everybody was in the right time and some of his friends died in the process, he was so focused on getting back. He was like, oh, this is not going to end well in our favor. And he was so determined to do whatever it takes to get those gemstones to go back. And if that meant going back to Claire and, you know, threatening and doing whatever needs to be done, I think painting him as a new baddie is a good move. Well, he he stole the gemstone off of Flora McDonald's necklace. Yeah. So he's got a stone. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm after Claire, but. The other thing that I was really excited about, and again, blink and you miss it, was Jocasta's servant, Mary. She oh, mentioned yeah. Jocasta's night nightmares and the storyline of the French gold was brought back again. Yes. So we've seen this, the subject of the French gold brought up in season two mm-hmm. of the show. We saw Jocasta's backstory of the French gold mm-hmm. in season five. And we saw Jamie with a portion of the French gold in season three when he was looking for Claire on Silky Island. Yep. So to see it brought up a, another time or a fourth time, I'm not sure if it, there were more than four times it was referenced, but in the show, I was like, yes, we're finally getting back on track to talk about the French gold. Yes. That's a very big storyline in the books that I'm so glad to see popping up again. And then Marsley and Bree just had the sweetest moment, like sister moment. Yeah, that was a really good moment. That caught me right in the feels. Yeah, she's like, I think I should know by now when somebody's with child. She's like, yeah. you consider me a sister, right? I mean, Marsley just tells it like it is. Oh, yeah. Like, she's just so real. And Bree's like, yeah, I haven't told my parents yet. That was really sweet. That's totally a sister moment. Yeah. And she's like, and I want to tell, like, I'm, I haven't told mom yet. And she's like, oh, I wouldn't steal your thunder. I felt that it was a little bittersweet because Marsley is leaving to go be with Fergus. Yeah. In New Bern. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great move for their family. I understand, like, you're going to miss your sister. You know? Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to live far from your sister. It is. So, but seeing that really sweet moment between the two of them caught me on my feels for sure. And now it's time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form. With prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more, you are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We're offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. 
the link to our store, and all the information will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the Fangirls Favorite Things, inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. Disclaimer time. Drop it like a top. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. WonderCon, Corgi Beach Day, Outlander, Outlander Stars, any of the cast of Outlander, and or Diana Gabaldon. Just really big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.